we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Welcome back to the first edition of 2023 America Out Loud Pulse with Dr. Jordan Vaughn. I'm Dr. Stuart Tankersley of ConcernedDoctors.org. Welcome back. Um, today we're going to be going over a lot of the absurdities that uh, have been played out, played out in the last week or two. And uh, we're going to start with uh, this awful bill that uh, uh, Gavin Newsom signed into law and went into effect uh, as of uh, this week uh, regarding the uh, misinformation by doctors. Uh, I hope that they do not, uh, I hope the, that uh, the judicial system gets to weigh in on this because like we've mentioned before, Jordan, uh, if this thing goes into effect and they take misinformation seriously, California has just gone on lockdown because they have virtually no medical providers in the state. Yes, agreed. Yeah, it's um, some of the things that are kind of nuts about this. First of all, it's short, but what it's doing is so um, dangerous that uh, I'm glad it's pretty short. But um, interestingly enough, it's called AB2098. Uh, um, it actually, I think, was sponsored by a pediatrician uh, because, you know, those are the uh, people that know the most about COVID, COVID vaccines. and um, all the things that have been going on during the last two years, but I will digress from that. But it's interesting that the declarations of this uh, section um, include things like section one, the legislature finds and declares all of the following B data from the federal centers for and prevention show that unvaccinated individuals are risk are at a risk of dying from COVID that is 11 times greater than those who are fully vaccinated. Now, first of all, the one problem I have about that is there's no citation on that. It's just stated as if it is fact. Second of all, it's a fact that if it did exist at one time in the past, which from what we know about the CDC and their inability to release, uh, release information that is uh, true, they've actually admitted to not releasing full data sets. So I'm not really sure where they got this data, given that the CDC itself has admitted that they have not released their full data set. And lastly, that this doesn't hold true at all. I'm not really sure when this was written, but uh, currently uh, the people that are dying are those that are vaccinated. Um, and it's at a higher rate than those that are unvaccinated in the current uh you know, data set. Really, what what ha, the most notable thing is uh, there is actually data from Cleveland Clinic, which is such a terrible place. But their most recent uh, finding was that you were four plus times more likely to be infected with COVID if you got your booster, and that was against people that were unvaccinated. You know, I think uh, the Cleveland Clinic uh, two years ago had a huge, like 54,000 people, employees that were tracked for the first eight or nine months of the, um, of the, of the pandemic. And uh, they showed that uh, in that undeniable, the data was undeniable from the Cleveland Clinic, a reputable place in my book, 
um, heretofore, uh, that uh, that past prior infection, natural immunity is very effective. Yeah. Um, and so now, and, and this was among in- hospital workers. So basically, Cleveland Clinic has their own occupational health uh, enterprise that tracks right. all fifty-one thousand employees that they have. So they're kind of like their own little, I'd say, county, country, city. You could, you know, whatever you want to call it. And not only that, they're very highly likely to come in contact with COVID. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so uh, to the point that you make the data from the federal CDC, well, that's we've made fun of that name before. Centers for Disease Control, they have failed. And Prevention, they have failed. They've only worsened things. Even the Washington, the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Did you see the article that that was questioning? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wall Street Journal, which has been in lockstep with the stupid on COVID, uh, comes out with a major finding um, yesterday that uh, really undermining their narrative. I uh, can't believe it made it. Must be a new, they must turn over a new leaf with the new year. But uh, uh, this law, it's now law uh, that. Uh, they're basing their st- their law on uh, lies. Uh, I mean, it is preposterous. This data that they say 11 times well, greater of dying. Here's the more what? interesting thing is Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, who tweeted on December 30th, you know, whatever, th- four days. Is she in violation? Because her first sentence is, we can't stop the spread of COVID-19. <laughs> right. She, so, well, she, so to, is she going to lose her license in California? Yeah, she better not go over there to visit to give any more of those people any, any more of the lies uh, because they can arrest her now or uh, disbar her. I don't know, not disbar, but uh, remove her from her medical license. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's just preposterous. Uh, the lies are have continued to, be expo- to expose all of this. And you know, we're going to uh, the only way I can approach this ridiculousness is with some levity because the insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, I mean, it, it goes on to, uh, uh, you know, Section F or Section 1F, the Federation of State Medical Boards. By the way, that's a trade organization with no statutory authority and is not even I mean, it's basically like a hangout for people that work for state medical boards. And they use that as a way to to prompt this legislation. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really use what my kids' comic books say uh, to to decide what I'm going to do for people in the real world. Meaning, you know, this would be like some trade organization uh, that literally is their whole purpose is to defend state medical boards or help them out. It's like a trade organization. Yet now, what they state is evidently, you know, that 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 should be, uh, by the way, it also says they should provide their patients with accurate science-based information. Well, the That's problem right. is, is this this uh, this statute doesn't allow you to do that because it, <laughs> the statute is currently not accurate and right. it is also not science-based. You know, uh, you know, um, Jordan, I was a volunteer every other week at a free clinic in town and I was asking uh, three um, uh retired pharmacists to volunteer their time there as I do. And uh I was and they've been of course boosted and gotten the vaccines and uh I asked two of them if they had gotten their booster and they said, No, no, I'm not gonna get any more. They're only ten percent effective and I, I didn't uh question 
Fact, uh, there was 10% because we yeah, know 10% that that's sounds the, high. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that completely disregards the danger from the sudden deaths, but um, sudden adult death syndrome. But um, uh, it's so farcical, but it's true what we're stuck in. But I asked them, you know, why did you change your mind? What made you change their mind? What made you change your mind about not buying into the lies? And they really couldn't come up with the answer. It was a sad thing. I wasn't rubbing their nose in or anything. I was just, uh, you know, honestly inquiring. I've worked with these people for years. Wonderful people. Educated people. But uh, they don't believe the lies now. And uh, <laughs> obviously, you know the data. 10%, only 10% of Americans have gotten the bivalent vaccine that came out four months ago. Uh, but Americans are not buying the lies anymore. And they can pass all these laws that they want, all laws that they want that are based in lies. But uh, they will lose in the court of law. Uh, the court of public opinion is clearly not on their side. Uh, it's interesting to see how we're going to get out of this. But um, this idea that the Federation of State Medical Boards—they are one—they are at the at the lead table. When you consider the medical industrial complex, I've learned about this through a video I was watching last week. If you look at the medical industrial uh, complex and you look at the deep state, they are one of the big uh, monsters of the swamp of the deep state. They've been over, uh, been around for over a hundred years, and uh, it's Orwellian on, in the in who they think they are. And, yeah, they, uh, they get power. I'm not really sure where they get their power, other than you know, just I guess. Uh, by acting like they have it, I imagine. And that I, I will tell you that that's true for a lot of these um, institutions. I mean, a lot of the power that they they wield is power that has never been challenged. Um, and I right. think some of that is what needs to happen. We need to have somebody challenge whether these institutions um, have the power they say they have. And I think um, that's you know for another and discussion, but... Yeah, and one that that and we won't talk. I won't talk. Go on here about now. But uh, one of the things that occurred to me after watching this video, and I'll send it to you, and we can post it. This um, he's a doctor who has licenses in Florida, California, and New Zealand, and he lives in New Zealand. And he did this expose of the state, uh, Federation of State Medical Board, and um, it led me to think: Wait. Is Alabama's Medical Association, the, the Alabama uh, the Medical Association of the State of Alabama, can they uh, disassociate themselves from the AMA and from the Federation of State Medical Boards? I don't think they can legally. I think there, there would be a lot of uh, legal wrangling in order for our medical association to disassociate. Yeah, the medical association. Yeah, it's um, – I mean, if you read Paul Starr's uh, – the social transformation of, Mer of American medicine. I mean, it's all the whole, it's almost like, can we have, you know, a third party system in politics? Meaning like they're so intertwined with the system, you know, the right. AMA and the, um, and the state medical associations that, you know, they almost, they are the system, you know, it's like, yeah. well, and you know. it, it reminds me when I was appointed, when I was selected as the president of the medical uh, Society for Montgomery County. Uh, I, you know, having been my military history, I said, "Wait a minute, folks! I don't know what our bylaws are. I don't know what our mission statement is." So I, it took them a couple of months to find it, and lo and behold, 
the medical society for every county in our state, their mission is to support the medical association in the state of Alabama. Which ultimately supports the AMA. It's all, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's all, and we've just been going to work doing what we've been trained to do, unfortunately, not thinking in most of it, understanding the foundations. But getting back to this uh, law that is now law in California, uh, the next uh, item uh, is they said that the CDC shows that unvaccinated die 11 times greater. Uh, The next one is the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines have been confirmed through evaluation by the federal FDA and the vaccines continue to undergo intensive safety monitoring by the CDC. Yeah, first of um, all, they haven't been confirmed. I mean, even when the FDA approved uh, this thing you can't get, which is the community, they approved it conditionally on the completion of myocarditis studies. Isn't right. is that? Yeah. So I'm not sure how you confirm that everything's good when the study's not due until 2026. <laughs> and another far school event there. Um, but if you go back to the first point about the vaccinated dying, unvaccinated dying more, the data that's, that now the other side, people on the other side are acknowledging when they review, like the Lancet, when they review the original Pfizer and Moderna um, uh, um, studies from over two years ago, the data was there that showed that it was more dangerous than not getting vaccinated. So, uh, I mean, did, did I say that? Did, did you understand? Yeah, what yeah, I said? yeah. On the all-cause mortality, we know that. Right. The all-cause mortality is higher of those who get vaccinated in their studies. And uh, <laughs> so, the unvaccinated. Are and by dying. the way, um, how many people died of COVID in the study? Uh, more than died in the. Uh, um, I don't. No, than, I, I don't think. I, I honestly don't think anybody died of. I, I have to go back and check. Um, I mean, because again, that wasn't the outcome. Remember, death. Yeah, was, was not the issue. It was infection. Was right. the endpoint. And so, if or infection's sim- the endpoint, how can they say that this data and the evaluation are confirmed from these studies? The studies themselves don't even hold true anymore. I, I would. You know, I would argue well, Pfizer, Pfizer well, and Moderna somebody, would laugh if you wanted them to get that, if you, they wanted them to repeat that study. Right. The initial studies that they, they gave them the approval to over two years ago showed that you, you, it lessened your chance of getting symptomatic disease, right? Wasn't that it? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's it just it, not it, even it, symptomatic disease. I just think it just lessened your chance of testing positive. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, which, uh, no, well, no, it was, well, you know, they didn't. The funny thing about that study is they didn't swab everybody that got symptoms, which was it was an interesting thing too. Uh, which you know they couldn't explain either. You know, it's like, well, did anybody? I mean, did they have people come in once they felt bad. I think they actually had them come in just on a scheduled basis. But anyway, yeah. But um, uh, the whole point is that uh, their studies uh, don't even are, are not being used by this law. There, the the studies that they or the CDC's on uh, evaluation and the FDA's evaluation of these vaccines. Number one, it's a lie, uh, and number two, they avoid. Um, but, yeah, the, I, I'm not, not sure how they can confirm the efficacy. I think even in the FDA's approval, the F, they might have approved the efficacy for that two month period back in September 2020. Yeah, but remember, but, in, that, 
Yeah, in that study, though, they kicked out people that had bad outcomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, you know, the safety and efficacy, just because they confirmed a two-month, you know, probably manipulated and what we all are already currently know and probably are going to see more of is that there was was lots of fraudulent data in it. Um, But just take it at face value and say it is. Why are you stating that they have confirmed efficacy of a vaccine that its efficacy has plummeted? Um, Yeah. This 11 times number reminds me of our illustrious, um, notorious state uh, health officer saying in January during the middle of the Omicron variant uh, flare, initial flare, that uh, remember, folks, you got to take this seriously. The Omicron variant is 10 times more deadly than the flu. Yeah. And by the way, I think, John, uh, if you actually look at the, um, there's an updated epidemiological study by uh, Ioannidis that looked at the actual infection fatality rate. Oh, my gosh. It was lower than even probably I would have guessed. I mean, it's it's almost, especially for people under 50 is. Right. Right. Yeah. Under 60, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, and we'll. I think we posted the initial statement he came out with two years ago, two months ago, uh, but then he updated it. You're right. And that'd be a good one for people to evaluate. Once again, we're referring to the science, the evidence. Uh, we're not looking at this through the political lens of the governor of California, uh, who wants more and more power and control, but um, which is clearly his mission. Um, so we've talked about the ridiculousness of the uh, of their assertions regarding the unvaccinated versus vaccinated living and dying. Uh, which is a catastrophic lie. Uh, secondly, the safety and efficacy of vaccines has been confirmed. Completely fraudulent statement. Third, uh, the spread of misinformation and disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines has weakened public confidence and placed lives at serious risk. I would agree with that completely. So, yeah, but the purveyors it. of it are um, are actually <laughs> our public health um Agencies. Right. Everything that they have put out, name one thing. And I asked the, uh, the pharmacist this last t- Thursday, name one thing that the that our governments have done correctly, properly. Name one thing. Everything they put out has been misinformation and disinformation. And yep. um, about every aspect of this pandemic, every part of it, they have tainted with lies. And uh, so, like my initial statement, I hope they don't really uh, enforce this law because California next week will have no doctors, basically no doctors practicing. Um, well, heck, the, CDC, the, heck, the head of the CDC has to stay away from there now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, it's, so, it's so preposterous that uh, they're going to have to lock down their state uh, because people are going to be dying in the streets because there won't be any medical care there to provide there. Um, and all of this was avoided because they would not debate. They would not dialogue with people that asked serious questions. Now, I wonder what Dr. Ioannidis of uh, Stanford, what he's going to have to do. I guess he's going to have to find another place. I bet we could find a, a wonderful uh, a place that looks at data in, in the South, uh, maybe Florida. I wish Alabama could join him. But uh, he's going to have to, if he is, a, he is an MD. I think he is an MD as well as an epidemiologist. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, not sure he practices medicine. I think he did, he's more a statistician. But, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we, we will be back. Uh, 
this again, this is Dr. Jordan Vaughn, Dr. Stuart Tankersley with America Out Loud Pulse, always one beat ahead. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a made-in-America climate plan a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com So as we review Assembly Bill number 2098 and try to figure out for our colleagues in California how, first of all, this was written by legislators, and second of all, how I guess a doctor was the sponsor of it, which is even more concerning given that So much of this language is easily looked at through a doctor's lens to say, this doesn't even make sense or pass muster. It is much more a political or ideological um, document than it is basically outlining what doctors need to be called uh, before their professional board for. So one of the other things is, uh, as we go down, they start defining terms and... um, for the purpose of this section, the following definitions still apply, which 
the board is number one. Disinformation is number two, means misinformation. So disinformation means misinformation that the licensee deliberately disseminated with malicious intent or an intent to mislead. So interestingly enough, malicious intent or an intent to mislead. I mean, again, this goes back to, I think, no one, I mean, I don't know how they're ever going to prove malicious intent. Do you know how hard that is to prove in a legal setting, by the way? Well, it's standard. uh, Yeah, part of it they uh, itemized in the first paragraph, uh, and that was it's based on the new. Major news outlets have reported that some of the most dangerous propagators of inaccurate information regarding the COVID vaccines are licensed healthcare professionals. So if a major news outlet reports something from somebody, then, well, there you go. That proves it. Yep. Now we're you know, news, out, news outlets. And here, here's the question is major news outlets. What's, you know, again, what does that even mean? Second of all, right. um, you know, when we talk about disinformation, deliberately disseminating. Okay. So deliberately disseminating misinformation would mean that I know in my heart that what I'm doing is intentionally hurtful and misleading. Well, I would argue, Stuart, um, I have no issue and am full with my conscience and sleep perfectly uh, well at night uh, telling people the truth. And so yeah, the evidence is clear that we take care of the patients. The patients yeah. don't die with our, uh, you know, with the way we treat them. Um, certainly better than the average uh, doctors out there that uh, have not followed the science. Um, I would challenge any doctor. I have a, by the grace of the Lord, zero of my patients have died from COVID um, that I've treated. Zero. Um, but uh, it's just unfathomable. You know, um, so uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, we did, Jordan and I are part of Concerned Doctors, and we do, uh, we've done several COVID truth seminars throughout the state. And a little over a year ago, uh, there was one here in Montgomery that Dr. Ryan McWhorter and I did. And um, we invited all of the board, including Dr. Uh, Harris, Scott Harris, the state health officer, to attend, and they did not. But uh, one of the, the major uh, news outlet asked me for an interview beforehand. I said, no, thanks, because you and I have done some of them and they mischaracterize them and don't give an accurate assessment. So I said, but please come and listen to the uh, hour, hour and a half long discussion. She came with her camera and uh, after it was over with, she was leaving and she told one of the ladies that was um, at the door, I've never heard of any of this. And so here we were giving the evidence. This is a major news outlet. She is receiving the information. She had never heard any of it. And so uh, she asked to speak to us uh, before, and I I deferred. I said, please join us, and you can listen to it. And she, uh, in leaving after the hour and a half event, uh, said, I've never heard any of this stuff. So a major news outlet, not knowing any of the science, she didn't refute, she didn't ask to be uh, debate our uh, the science that was clear that we presented with anyone else it was it was just completely something out of the out of left field to her she had never heard it that did not strike any uh, uh, reason for engagement in dialogue with other physicians in the uh, state uh, but 
now that she, and she actually presented some of our stuff in somewhat a fair manner. And so and, now she. And by the way, in, in when you invite her, the head of the state health office, the head of the boards, uh, head of medical association in the state of Alabama, um, it sounds like uh, you are not uh, being malicious and intentionally misleading, or you wouldn't invite those people, correct? No, absolutely not. And as we've said with all of our talks, you've you've said it yourself. Um, they are not our enemy. We're we're seeking dialogue with them. They refuse to engage in. But now that the media outlet, uh, major media outlet here, is pre- presenting some of it, now whose evidence do they go by? Now, if a major news outlet in California presents something like we would say, now does the standard change? Now the standard is based on, or, or but according to this law, the major news outlets get to determine what true science is. Yeah, so the Wall Street Journal in their piece this week, even though it was just an opinion piece, pointing out that you're more likely to get COVID if you're vaccinated, uh, as well as this might be harming your immune system and creating new variants. Um, is that... Is that accurate or inaccurate? I, it's, it's a major. I, mean, I would say that Wall Street Journal is a major news outlet. So again, I mean, that's the problem with uh, you know setting up uh, these you know f- false understand. First of all, science changes, um, and in sense of the consensus, science changes. The actual phenomenon of what we're observing doesn't. It's just how we observe it and who observes it. Uh, sometimes uh, we get a little bit better look at it. Things that we think work this way. I mean, I do this with medicines all the time. Uh, there's medicine that has this good, you know, we, we, we definitely know it works for something, uh, but the actual mechanism of how it works is theoretical in a lot of ways. Uh, and sometimes what we learn that we're doing, um, one of the studies recently on metformin and long COVID, uh, you know, Interestingly enough, even though the paper doesn't even mention this, we know metformin lowers plasminogen activator inhibitor one. And uh, and what is the most likely cause of um, long COVID has to do with the vascular endothelial uh, issues in the microvasculature. And so uh, it's like there's this amazing like metformin seems to do to protect people from this. And it's like, well, what's the mechanism? I don't know. We can conjecture about it all day. But, I, you know, I don't know that that's dissemination or misinformation. It's instead uh, looking at a phenomenon, observing data and using your brain to figure it out. And then once you basically conjecture that this is it, then testing it and seeing if you are right or wrong. And again, that's that's literally how things work. Sometimes even medicines your physician might give you. We know the safety profile of that medicine, uh, but we may not know the actual mechanism of how it helps you in this case, but we know it does because of outcome-based data. And so again, it's not, it's it's definitely as uh, I think things aren't that simple. I mean, things can't be written in a two, not even two pages, uh, one page bill that basically says, well, this is uh, God's word from the California legislature on what's, uh, right and what's wrong. And that's the problem. I mean, that's, you know, when, you know, we've seen that problem currently the last three years have shown you that, you know, deciding what's essential, what's not essential, uh, what's mandated, what's not mandated, who, uh, 
it needs a shot, who doesn't need a shot, and who and whether treatment works or doesn't work. When people from up high decide those things, you know, without any data, because the data didn't exist, uh, you know, you're always going to be you, half the time you'll be right, half the time you'll be wrong. I guess. I mean, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll be able, you'll have the humility enough to be able to say I was wrong and I'm going to change course of treatment or whatever. Uh, but uh, obviously their side, based on the hubris of this one bill, I mean, to get California to pass a law saying that the state of California declares misinformation to be a public health crisis. Yeah, I think that is a true statement. It is definitely a major health crisis. Uh, but what are they going to do about who determines who gives misinformation? Because they have contradicted themselves repeatedly. And uh, it's interesting that uh, this section is added to the business and professions code. So anyways, um, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, prosecution of uh, the head of UCLA or the head uh uh, well, I think uh, I was listening to Aaron Kiarity, um, and I think he's already got a lawsuit against this with a couple other yeah. doctors uh, challenging yeah. its validity. It's it'll be struck down. I mean, this uh, this is so poorly written. I, I mean, it's kind of laughable. Um, well, of again, be because they can't do without all their doctors. Well, it just just in the you know how the how how a good lawyer or judge would look at this would say this is impossible. To even, you know, I mean, this is the dumbest, I mean, this is like, you know, no girls allowed from the little rascals. I mean, it's, 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 (laughs) it it doesn't have much meat to it. Yeah, it's just a farcical uh, waste of time. Uh, It's a sad, unfortunately, it's not a waste of time because it reveals who they are and uh, how broken they are, how full of lies and deception. And uh, I think it also shows how. I don't know if they're embarrassed, but I mean, I I would feel like whoever wrote this is writes it to almost defend their honor and say, look, we knew we we have the we have the right information. And anybody who questions our information, we're not going to challenge. We're not going to debate them, even though they're, you know, what they've said is valid. And even last year, I mean, I was. I was uh, crucified for saying these vaccines don't prevent infection. And, uh, and also that you usually don't vaccinate in the midst of a, you know, uh, surge. But, you know, what, what did I know other than to read my books from the last hundred years and see what other people had done based on the data? So, you know, that's, that's where we are with this current uh, climate is we are living in a world where instead of challenging or debating the observable phenomena, uh, we are ideologically choosing sides, and then whoever sides in power is writing laws to say the other side is not allowed to speak. And the ultimate end of that is really the loss of, of really basic Basic scientific advancement, because the consensus, by the way, is everything as it is and stands right now. And once you say that you're not allowed to speak out against the consensus, uh, 
progress halts. Yeah, I don't want to live in a uh, in a in a country where science, uh, the word science, has to wait on the evidence. I want the evidence to lead us, and then the uh, they, they've got it completely backwards. It's just no other way to describe it but farcical and sad and tragic. Um, but uh, that's that's kind of the situation we're in. And you know what? That you may have seen. Uh, I know you did see the. Um, Rasmussen poll. I wonder how that would fit into their misinformation. If you quote a poll, and this week uh, Rasmussen came out with a poll showing that one in four Americans know of somebody who died of the vaccine. Um, If you quote that, is that misinformation? It's a poll. It's not science. It's a poll. Uh, Does that qualify as misinformation? Yeah, I mean, it's again goes back to <laughs> what what's the uh you know what's the ultimate you know obviously are they questioning whether those i guess they they think those people are lying right so but yeah the poll <laughs> if it would have been 1% or 99% is that misinformation i don't understand yeah. and and by the way 50% of americans adults believe that in the covid vaccines have caused a significant number of unexplained deaths so, again, even if they don't know somebody, they seem to, again, think that something's going on. Maybe it's because the California legislature feels like the people that are speaking out about it are trying to be silenced by a legislature. Maybe that that breeds even more worry that those people are correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in other words, it's a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy on the other side. Uh, yeah, these exactly. Are a disaster for themselves. They have no clue that they are. They don't care, obviously. But uh, so what? It's uh, obviously truth and and evidence is not a part of our culture uh, or a part of the scientific endeavor anymore in America. But <laughs> this is just amazing reality that we're stuck in. It seems like we're not we, but the people in California. With that, we will move on. But again, this is Dr. Jordan Vaughn, Dr. Stuart Tankersley with America Out Loud Pulse. Always one beat ahead. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. 
No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Well, talking to Stuart, but, uh, and usually there's a football game on in the background. Usually it has of no consequence to me, but as I was sitting here, a game just got suspended for a cardiac arrest of a player on the field. I've never seen anything like this, Stuart. Have you? I'm sure you, like I, have watched thousands and thousands of hours of football in our lifetime. I have never seen that before. So we currently have Monday Night Football. And by the way, Stuart, that's the most watched show on television every week in America. And it is currently suspended. The play of the game is suspended because a after tackling somebody, a Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, they say he was injured after the tackle, but he's receiving CPR from the medical staff on the field. I'm not sure. I've never. Have you ever seen somebody after tackling somebody get CPR, Stuart? I, I have never seen that. I've seen people hurt or like moving their legs, but CPR requires a, you know, really like the pulse not not happening. So again, I'm going to bring this in real quick uh, on our our feed and just kind of listen to what the people are saying. Jordan, this is what happens in my house. I'll bring our audience into my home for an event like this. I'm in uh, my study, and now I'm going to the uh, den. Hey, kids, could y'all put that on pause and turn over to the NFL game where there is a player that is receiving CPR right now, and let's pray for him? Well, the game's suspended, Stuart. And again, everyone is in shock. I don't think any of these players have ever seen anything quite like it. It's one thing to have an injury. It's another to literally have CPR. So they're gone in and out of breaks here. So they're not even, uh, wow. Oh, what a tragedy. And this has happened thousands of times around the world to peak athletes. This reminds me of, uh, I don't. uh, There's literally an ambulance on the field. It's not just. A cart. And people are, no, it's not a cart. There's a full-fledged ambulance leaving tire treads. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it. So, again, that is what's going on right now. This is, again, Dr. Jordan Bogdan, Dr. Stuart Tankersley. Um, They are still praying. The ambulance has now left the field. Uh, The actual ambulance. And I don't know that they are deciding whether to Postpone the game. I mean, no, the players are leaving the field. The players are leaving the field. Finally, hopefully this will be the event. Let's Lord willingly. Let's hope this causes every one of these players to say, I'm not playing until I get a full evaluation. I've just just never seen it. This is... um, Every NFL, NBA... NHL player 
should have. I mean, we saw how quickly when the first person tested positive that they shut the whole world down. Well, how about, you know, the first person that needed CPR on a football field, we sit back and say, well, maybe this died suddenly thing isn't, um, of course, isn't just a figment of our imagination. So uh, wow. this is, what, I've never seen it. I mean, this is, last name? what's the player's last name? Hamlin, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin. Oh, let me just do that right now. You know, if you don't mind, uh, Jesus, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for the time together. Ask that you would uh, bless Hamlin and help him to heal from this and to be a testimony to the absurdity of the lies and death and destruction that have been wrought upon this country and the world at large. But heal this man. We are not coming at this from a political at all point of view. Lord, you know our heart. And our heart is that this, this uh, player, this peak athlete, would be healed. And if he doesn't know you, that he would turn his life over to you. If he does, that you would sustain him in his recovery. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. Hmm. That's just tragic. Yep. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm actually asking a question to one of my friends who's an NFL player real quick, if he's ever seen CPR on a player after a tackle. I just maybe may, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I've watched a lot of football, but, you know, maybe he's people that are in the practice world. But I've also never seen on a Monday night football game, both teams walk off the field. Kind of like a, a rain out, a rain delay. Well, in a, it's in kind a of like that. I mean, literally, it reminds me of that. Uh, he said he's never seen it. Wow. Well, 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 this is a, unfortunately, our country's got a lot of things out of, uh, sadly, out of uh, proportion as to their importance. This is a game these men are playing. This is not, yep. this is a game that, we're, that we enjoy watching. And, yeah, I'm uh, actually seeing if he's ever seen, he says never. Anyway, he, this guy played for the Falcons and the Steelers. Um, but never, not even close. Didn't look like a bad hit of a hit anyway. So that's what he, that's what my friend said. So, um, just amazing. So anyway, we pray for the hymn for sure. But in some ways I also pray that this is a wake up sign for people to say, and again, I don't know the exact, you know, with Demar Hamlin, I don't know what his you know status is on anything, but I yeah. do know what happened to him has been happening to a lot of people, a lot of young men, young athletic men on whether it's the pitch, whether it's the field, whether it's the hockey rink, whether it is the Boston Marathon. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems that there is a epidemic <laughs> of sudden. sudden cardiac death. Is that COVID? Is it the vaccine? We've had this discussion for a long time. I mean, our belief is that it's more related to the vaccine than to COVID. But COVID itself, because of what it does, also raises this risk. And it also should put the onus on the sports infrastructure that they need to evaluate these players in every, you know, in every way possible before they're doing something as active as these sports are. And the reason is, again, a lot of that Thailand study, I think the biggest part about that Thailand study wasn't that people that actually had 
myocarditis that was recognized. It was the silent or subclinical myocarditis. Subclinical okay. myocarditis to me is more dangerous. And the right. reason is, is because it sets you up, it sets yeah. you up for an arrhythmia, but you don't have symptoms before it comes. So right. if you have chest pain, you go get evaluated, you go get an MRI of your heart, you get an, you know, and people, and they do labs. But if you don't have a signal, and by what that means is subclinical, you don't have a signal that there's something going on, but there is something going on, that is much more dangerous to me because in the end, that sets you up for true sudden cardiac death because you don't know there's a problem until you're in ventricular tachycardia or just basically a systole on a football field. Mm. That's why, to me, when people laugh away subclinical my, uh, myocarditis, um, I, I don't know what they're laughing about. What do you yeah. think, Stuart? Yeah, they, for them to dismiss like they did. And they've been doing, they lied a year ago saying when uh, after uh, Dr. McCullough was on Rogan and uh, they uh, heard this woman physician out of California saying that myocarditis isn't that severe and it's more common in those that get the, uh, get the, get the virus than to get the vaccine. Both of those are contrary or wrong statements. It, it, it has a 15 to 20%, according to Dr. McCullough, 15 to 20% lifetime risk of early death. After yep. you have it and get over it. And here's the thing is, I, the hopeful thing is this guy will likely live. Because guess what's the most important thing on something like sudden cardiac death, Stuart? His health. Access to CPR and yes. a defib. Yeah. Well, underlying. Well, what I'm saying is also you need the heart restarted, right? Okay? Um, if you're out in a random, you know, if you're on a random run, or if you're at a, you know, a ballpark, um, you may not have access to that as quickly, or people won't recognize that. At least at a football game, especially at minimum a college football game, uh, I know that we have to have medical staff at a college football game, um, but it, you know. And in, and in state high school sports, you have to have one in Alabama. They have to have an ambulance there. But um, and I've seen them cart people off for neuro neurological injuries, not from cardiac death or from sudden cardiac death or what appears to be that. Wow! But what did the now? Let's back up a minute. What is the uh, what is the vision? The view on the television screen, and what is the statements by the announcers are they acknowledging that he had a cardiac well, arrest? Yeah. I, I i'm not listening i mean it's just it, well i mean they were acknowledging that he had cpr oh okay the, right. the fact that the fact that an actual ambulance had to be gone brought on the field is like likely has to do with cardiac monitoring i mean for a knee you wouldn't need you know for you know uh or even a head injury you wouldn't have right. this this is a um Anyway, I'm, I'm actually going to go ahead and record this. I've never really recorded stuff because I want to hear what they're saying. Hopefully some sense is in some of these broadcasters. Yeah. But it reminds me of, uh, uh, of the audio from a pilot who had to eject after she wrecked her uh, plane on an aircraft carrier uh, last year or in 2021 uh, that uh, – 
the video was she wrecked it and as she's ejecting she says damn vaccine because uh, yep. she had cardiac arrest or cardiac uh, problem or dead this is awful I'm so sorry this is awful yeah I don't even know what the, the whole crowd doesn't know what to do I've never seen and actually my little my um NFL friend that is my next door neighbor, he says, never been a part of any kind of delay like this. He's like, it has to be a heart problem. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, it's, it's definitely a heart problem. I mean, that's, it's not a, it's not like a physic, it's not a muscle skeletal or head injury. Those mm-hmm. things, those things don't do this. Right. Um, and I'm hopeful. I mean, probably one of the best places to have a sudden cardiac event is the field of a NFL stadium outside mm. of that or a casino because there's defibrillators very close by. Uh, but you want, never want anybody to have one. But well, it, it, will be in, it will be interesting to see what the Monday morning quarterback on this one is in terms of a health issue. Um, yeah. I hope it gets everybody to wake up that this sudden cardiac death thing isn't – I mean, I've seen reports that, are, well, it's just happening just as much as ever, but there's more TV on it. I mean, I've watched a lot of football in my life, and I'm sure you have too, Stuart. And I'm sure uh, my friend here who's played in more football than I'll probably ever watch, and he's never seen anything like this. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, um, I was sharing with a family member uh, over the weekend the movie uh, Died Suddenly that came out, oh, maybe, what was it, six weeks ago or so. It had 6.3 million views on Rumble. Uh, in the first 20 hours, and uh, it looked like it had 25 million this past weekend. 25 million views on Rumble. Excuse me, on Rumble for 20. Um, oh, and by the way, the way they just had a review of him falling down. So he tackles the guy. He stands back up. And the way he falls down is it's not. Right. That's not a head injury fall. That's a my heart's not beating anymore. Fall, if you ask me, because it's he doesn't have any. Um, rhythmic motions to his arms like a um like some kind of inflammatory or seizure activity it's more of a my blood pressure just went to nothing fall like you've probably seen in your grandparents yeah right you know so very different i mean when you see tua get hit in the head you see movements and prostrations of his arms this is just falls like a wet you know like a wet noodle Oh man, and that I mean, this is completely off the subject, but I hated. You gotta love Tua. I'm an Auburn fan, but you gotta love Tua, and I hated that he had had to sit out for his third concussion this year. But uh, mm. yep, it's not a it's not a game that's a it's a dangerous game. Yeah, but then again, I mean, so is writing laws that prohibit doctors from informing their patients about all risk. That's a dangerous game too. Yeah, it is an awful, it is a more deadly game than that that they're playing on the field because if they follow through with this law, they're going to lose 99% of their position. And, yeah. and the ones, and the one that, and the ones that stay, can you trust them? Right. Yeah. So, anyway. all right. Well, that um, will do it for our live coverage of an event that we wish had never happened. But um, for those at home, we hope and pray that this is nothing to do with his heart, but based on the available evidence right now, it does not, it 
does look like that it it was some kind of sudden cardiac event. And given the NFL stance on the vaccine, as well as really the money they take, I mean, heck, the SEC does it, Stuart. Right. Takes a ton uh, of money. The, ton of money from Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna to p- push this thing. Um, it's It uh, wouldn't surprise me that, uh, you know, we're dealing with something that, again, is a, a sudden cardiac death in a young individual that uh, probably um, is uh, from our own malfeasance. Yeah, this is a world class athlete dropping down like that it, it, CPR this is just unconscionable that people have not put out yeah and, and the game I don't know what they're doing I mean the game is suspended I've just never seen a game I mean it's been suspended for an hour already hmm. alright well anyway well, again this is Dr. Jordan Vaughn and Dr. Stuart Tankersley uh, with America Out Loud Pulse always one beat ahead see you next week